0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The picture that is before you was taken sometime in the 80s. It's the only remaining image I have left of my son, and the artificial being known as Antran, who we adopted into our family at the time. It was a warm summer back in the mid-80s. I was driving home from my engineering company after a long shift. I had to drop off some old furniture at the tip that my father had given us. Something caught the corner of my eye as I bent down, and upon closer inspection, I was shocked to see what I originally thought was a doll. A plastic outer shell with metal limbs. And more shockingly, a humanoid face with cold, dark eyes. Look, I'll be honest to say that I was curious at the time, and incredibly impressed with the workmanship. I didn't think twice about putting it on the back seat of the car and driving home. My son's interest was almost as intense as mine, and we bonded over the course of a few days. Opening it up, looking at its circuitry, seeing if anything was missing or broken... Eventually, to our surprise, the Bean or Android, it came to life. Its eyes displayed a somewhat sentient tint to them, its limbs turned, its hands gripped, and after a few moments it managed to stand on its own accord. Needless to say, we were scared, but fascinated – Who could have created such a wonderful and remarkable piece of work, I thought to myself. It wasn't until a few weeks later that I realised this wasn't a toy or a doll. It showed incredible signs of intelligence and thinking ability. It learnt to do everyday things, such as taking out the trash and playing with my son's toys. He even had a favourite, a small red car that he drove alongside the kitchen counter. It learnt to mimic our ways, trying to eat from a fork despite having no digestive system, moving its mouth despite not being able to speak. I knew this was something else, perhaps a piece of military hardware, or maybe a special project. I knew I should have handed him in. But when I watched my boy playing with it so happily, his face lit up. I couldn't do it. He'd always been so lonely. This was one of his only friends. What kind of mother would I be to deny him of this happiness? It couldn't hurt to let him keep it for a little while longer. We named him Aunt Wren, which was the print in capital letters in small font across his back. A few months passed quickly and my family life seemed to improve. He was one of us. My son's grades had improved. His mood had improved. Everything was getting better. Until one evening in July... I was sitting in my armchair with a wine, watching TV. My boy and Aunt Anne had knelt down on the rug, play-fighting with one another, as boys do. When suddenly my attention was drawn to a loud gasp, and saw my only child gripping his arm, I asked him what was wrong. He rolled up his sleeve, and on his arm was a large red mark covering his forearm, "Itram pinched me, he replied in a shaky voice. The mark was indeed red. It would soon bruise into a swollen purple lump. My motherly instincts came over me, and like a parent telling off a naughty child, I shouted at the android... Its cold, metallic face for a moment seemed to show genuine sadness and sorrow, as though it didn't quite know its own strength. As though to say sorry its lips moved. Whether it was trying to muster up the words to apologise through language or merely copying what I was doing, we will never know. Later in the evening, I apologised for the shouting, I told it that everything was okay and thought nothing more of it. A few weeks later, my child came into the room. It must have been early morning, but my slumber was interrupted by the gentle creaking on my bedroom door. He whispered to me softly. He was telling me that Aunt Ren was scaring him, that Aunt Wren was staring at him from the end of the bed. His voice was fearful and it trembled. I could tell something wasn't quite right. I noticed him rubbing the other arm and immediately called him over. Pulling up his sleeve, my heart sank. There were more bruises. Must have been four or five going all the way up his small arm. I ordered him to take his shirt off, trying to keep calm. I could feel the cocktail of emotions rising within me. Panic, fear, anger. He took off his shirt. As the waist pulled over his small head, my heart sank further and my eyes welled up. Before me, my son stood, his small frame covered in bruises. They were different sizes different shades of purple and brown, I immediately got up and stormed into my son's room. I shouted at the top of my lungs for the being, looking under the bed and then out the closed window. Suddenly a loud knock from above us, then hard footsteps. He was in the loft As I paced down the corridor, I noticed the walls on either side of me were coated in scratches all the way up the now swinging piece of string that leads to the small loft door. Slowly, I pulled it open, telling my scared son to stay where he was. The ladder fell down and I climbed up. Taking hold of a torch we left at the side of the opening, I turned it on only to find the small window we had there smashed. It had escaped. Immediately, I considered contacting emergency services, but who was going to believe me? A sentient metal being hurting my child. They would take one look at the bruises and they'd have me locked up for child abuse. I had no choice but to keep quiet. Weeks, then months passed. Every time we went outside, we noticed ever-increasing signs of Aunt Rand's presence. The familiar scratch marks along the brickwork of my home. Plants that had been disturbed. Patches of mud leading up to the windows. I feared for my son. Taking him to and from school, never letting him out of my sight... What had caused this sudden hostility towards us? What did we do wrong? Was it my shouting? I found myself speaking out loud in the evenings, apologising to the walls, to the empty room, in hopes Aunt Wren would hear, hoping that he would stop the taunting, the endless stalking of my home. But my attempts were in vain. If I had known what was to come... I wouldn't have slept at all that night. My sleep was once again disturbed, though this time it was by a blood-curdling scream. My eyes darted open and immediately, almost as by natural instinct, I rushed to my son's room. It was too late. The room had been turned upside down. Everything was on the floor. The bed sheets were ripped and the window smashed. I burst into tears. I screamed at the top of my voice to give my son back. I called the police, telling them that my son had been kidnapped. They asked me if I had any idea who would have taken him. I lied and said I didn't. I hoped that the image of my son would be enough, and like they'd believe that this doll would be harmful. For the next few days, I cried myself to sleep, sobbing like a child. Life wasn't worth living anymore. I wish I'd never found that, that thing. I betrayed my son's trust in me as a mother, to protect him, and now I'm paying the price. It was a September dawn. I sat in my armchair drinking when the pantry door opened. I called out my son's name and rushed into the kitchen. Again, nothing. There on the kitchen counter, Aunt Rand's favourite toy car.